Yo, what up? This is Mike Brown, and this is The Art of Letting Go. What's going on, y'all? Today, I have two special guests in the building. One, and and I I was going to start the episode by saying hi, because you just wrote a book. But before we get into that, I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves to the audience. My name is Carrie Blackmore. Um, and I just moved down here to LA. Candace is my business partner and one of my first friends down here. So I'm excited to have a conversation with you guys and hang out a little bit. Okay. And Candace, cause we go, we go back. We go all the way back. So I would love, <laughs> I would love for you to introduce yourself to the people as well. Hi everyone, I am Candace. Um, like Mike told you, we go all the way back from when I had a juice bar on Hollywood Boulevard. So I am more than privileged to be here. Thank you so much. Like I'm so proud of him and this flow and how we're gonna kinda handle handle this podcast. I appreciate y'all being here. Um shoot, well first I really wanted to start by uh well, thank you guys for being here. But also talking about, you know, some of the things you've been doing. It's been a minute since we've caught up. And, you know, when I first met you, you were doing farming and you were also doing the juice. And you're still doing farming in multiple ways. And, um, yeah, I really would love for you to just speak on your book, which is about growing your own marijuana. And um, let us know a little more about that. (laughs) on the um thank you um when you met me I think that was the beginning of like clean and exactly kind of like what we were striving to make people healthy and not even make uh, that's I think that's the wrong terminology I'm using it was more of introducing them to a better lifestyle of saying that just because you're in an artistic or artsy type of vibe you can still have this healthy lifestyle especially in Hollywood where they don't really give you a lot on movie scenes or commercials you get like fast food and certain things so going into clean that was the entire gimmick there was for that was my vision for clean in in all essence so with the beginning of that um, we kind of just grew from there and I think because I was raised in a farming setting in South Carolina where I'm from it just became natural for me to actually get in and say hey this is how I can contribute my space on earth and while I'm here I'm thankful for life and to be here but I can contribute by helping people become and let them know like without food we we won't be alive and so how can we mix that in with with all these different superficial things that we have going on and help people understand like without what you're eating you could be a lot better at what you do and so I think that's where clean strived from, from what, what I felt I could contribute. And then it just kind of grew legs from there, per se. That's what's up. Um, I, you know, we kind of talked about it before, but I definitely wanted to talk to you about, because like I said, we've been knowing each other for a while, but our journeys have been very similar because I remember when my grandmother was sick your grandmother was sick and your grandmother had passed and mine passed uh 2017 but um I really wanted to talk to you about how you got through that 
and how did you heal from that because uh you know i i i feel like i'm still on my own healing journey with all of that and sometimes i'm moving so much that it it doesn't really cross my mind but when i do slow down it does kind of hit me a little different so i was curious to know what what are you doing within your healing process That's a good one (laughs) because I don't, I feel like, I don't feel like I really truly have healed yet. Um, I, there's a lot deep within me that I think I had to deal with when my grandmother passed. Um, my mom had me at an early age, so both of my grandparents raised me. And so my grandmother was my mother. I don't really, that connection I had with her was obviously, a mother and daughter connection. Um, so when she got sick, it was, it was preparation because I, in my mind, I had to realize here she's older, you know, she's my grandmother. I think, I think it hit in the late in life that she was my grandmother instead of my mother. Yeah. I think that's when it hit. So when she ended up getting sick, um, I dropped everything. Obviously, I, you know, I fell off the map <laughs> and I went home and I spent, every awakening moment with her because I think deep down I kind of knew I didn't want to face it it was like denial but I kind of knew so I kept busy by doing work at the hospital I think I slept there every day the nurses would like bring me food um I would keep busy by working and after she passed it was almost like I didn't want to do anything I just wanted to be in present moment of realizing what just happened to my life Uh, My other grandmother is living. She's absolutely well, amazing. Um, So that brought a stronger bond to saying like, hey, Candace, you don't, I think life just hit, like you don't have this much longer to kind of be in this space. So while you're here in this space and this energy, it's important for you to let people know what's going on with you. Communicate, you know, whatever you need to tell your grandmother now, tell her, you know, um, establish that relationship that you feel maybe you're missing or, and I don't feel like it was anything I was missing, but when you're, when you're realizing something is missing, then even the smallest things, then you, you attack that situation and make it bigger is what I'm kind of getting at. So, um, from that point forth, I began meditation. I began a lot of workouts. (laughs) I think it was, it was an ongoing situation of therapy. I did hit therapy. Um, I did this Buddhist therapy that was is really good. I do recommend it to everybody. It was online, and then I went to the Buddhist temple in West Hollywood. Yeah, and I kind of went there a lot. Um, a lot of alone time. I kind of fell off, stopped doing business a while, and just got back to me. I think that was my regimen. I don't know if that helps anyone, but that worked for me. I think just kind of blocking everybody out. And secluding myself and realizing coming back to me and what I needed to do to kind of heal from whatever I was going through. That's real. That's man. And you getting through it. You know, I, I, I think that's really dope. Everything that you're doing. You know, I have my own ways of, uh, you know, I meditate, do yoga. But I think creating has been a very helpful source for me of doing things. Um Shoot, I would love to know how you heal as well. Um, So I guess I'll just talk about grandparents because my grandparents passed away when I was way younger. um, And it was really, really hard for my family. Um, And I was was 14 when they both passed away because they were like 
within a few months of each other. Um, and it actually like really affected our whole family because my mom was really depressed by it. So I think like being so young back then, I like suppressed so much of it. And I think that it kind of like came out later in life, you know, being like, oh, like I wish I would have spent more time and like cherished them more while I had them. Um, so just for that was hard. And I think that I just faced it later in life, you know, and I think it's a lot of the things you guys are saying, too, is like um, meditating, creating kind of just appreciating the things that you have and like taking the extra moments in life to like even with the really small things being like okay I appreciate that and you're realizing you're not going to have it forever I think that was what it really opened my eyes to so so that would probably be it and then like healing wise too I think uh just exercising and trying to stay like mentally healthy too you know that's really dope Men mental health is so important, yeah. you know, because um, we we deal with things on a daily basis. So just taking that time to, you know, check in with yourself. It's funny I explained it to somebody like, you know, like your car. You know, you you get your oil change checked regularly. You know, you get it changed regularly, and you gotta do those mental check-ins on a regular basis as well. Um, you know, one way that did work for me and it's funny it 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 still works but it doesn't work as much as it used to and I guess I'm finding and not that it doesn't work as much as it used to but I'm finding my levels of consumption with it is marijuana um I would love because you know I know you guys are you know working in in that in that field I would love for you to speak on just you know the the benefits of it and you know how how you guys uh i guess how you guys would recommend like the use of it cuz i know you know especially for me from where i'm from you know it wasn't really wasn't really taught as something that's used to heal it was kind of abused so i would love for y'all to share on that as well so i actually don't even smoke um at all i went through my phase of it and for me it was like it didn't make me productive and it's kind of like a person by person thing which makes it like very hard to regulate in a way because for me if I smoke even a little bit I'm just like useless you know and maybe it's because I haven't found my strain and I think too when I was in my phase we didn't really know as much about it you know like now there's so much more information coming through um but yeah, there's so much more information and it's really cool that we're making this shift to like using it as medicine because it's so helpful for people. I'm more into the CBD stuff, of course, since I don't smoke. Um, but CBD has just been like life changing, you know? So, um, as far as consumption, I don't consume, so I can't really give advice on that. Candace can probably give a lot more advice on that, but, um, yeah, it's definitely, like, an interesting phase we're in with it all. And I love that we're, like, learning more about it, and it's really becoming medicine as opposed to a drug, you know. I'll hand it over to Candace. Um, cannabis is my life. <laughs> like, I think I, you know, to be clear, I've been consuming cannabis since I was probably 14. And I first smoked by my actually no yeah I smoked by myself my first time smoking and I had the most amazing time by myself 
<laughs> like it was it was a good ride you understand like it, it wasn't too high it wasn't too low it wasn't like trippy it was just right and during, I remember not verbatim but I do remember vaguely going home and having a good conversation with my grandmother she was watching Young and the Restless at the time because <laughs> she worked third shift on Michelin Tire and my grandfather uh he was always in the youth center and he was in politics a lot and um he cut hair on the side for the boys who didn't couldn't afford it if their fathers weren't there. Um, so I remember him being in the room and her having um, Young and the Restless on. And I remember just going in and wanting to engage in a conversation with her. Like I wanted to be there. So I think at an early age, that made my experience so positive that I from then on it was just like oh yeah this is the space I'm in it wasn't an influential thing with my friends it wasn't peer pressure it wasn't you know oh let me get drunk and smoke some weed it was like let me smoke this and see how I act and as soon as I smoked it <laughs> I literally rode my bike home and was like okay what are you watching and she was like oh young and the restless and I was like great how's school and I was like it's good like I did this it was a great conversation and I went to bed <laughs> yeah, yeah and that's and every day after that was like oh no <laughs> I gotta have this in my life like this is great when I'm not smoking I noticed that smoking and meditation for me go hand in hand so <laughs> so when I'm not smoking or consuming not smoking but consuming cannabis in my daily diet whether it's smoking or tea or food, edibles, um, I I feel the pressure. It's weird. Like, I feel pressure. And it's good for a day or two. And then after, like, two or three days, I'm like, mm, you know, I need, I need that release. I need to be able to say, you know what, fuck it. Because <laughs> I feel like cannabis is a big fucking sign. So, yeah, when you see cannabis, need, cannabis it needs to be something beside it that says, fuck it. So I feel like if everybody had that level of filter with cannabis, then they would look at it different. That could be cannabis. Like, you know, something it could have, we could take that to the bio lab and they're like, oh, I don't know what plant this is. And it could have consumption of THC active, you know, the in it, you know, like you just never know. So I really wish people would stop considering it as a drug. I'm not telling anybody what to do, but... I think you should take your mind outside of that drug word because to me drug means something that alters your body for the synthetic feeling. That's what I feel like a drug means and it doesn't necessarily mean that to everybody but that's just what it means to me. Some people feel like drugs mean any type of altering substance. Well that could be jasmine tea, that could be ginger tea. You drink too much ginger and eat citrus you do get a buzz high. People don't know that. That's a chemical yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a chemical balance that a lot. I think a lot of biologists would tell you too, um, and that's just how I feel about it. So that's what cannabis means to me. That's really dope, and I definitely feel you on that. Um, because I last year I took a break for four months just to really one feel my body without it, and to also like re understand what what it means for me, like what it what am I trying to either feel or feel, you know what I mean? And, uh, lately, like I, I like it to smoke at night, um, just because it helps me sleep well, 
during the day I can't consume it as much because like you, it it kind of leaves me unproductive a little bit. So I've kind of slow I've slowed down on like consuming during the day, but it's still one of those things that I highly recommend over any any pill or any anything that this can give you the same benefits of. And um Do you feel like that with tea as well? Like if you consume it within like an edible tea or juice? Honestly, I've never tried a tea. Um, I've tried THC honey before, and I like that a lot. Um, And it was funny because I, I had a cold and I made some tea and I put it in there and I swear I woke up the next day and just felt perfect. Um. But yeah, I I mean like I said I really love the benefits of it. Um kind of honestly and just to be like completely honest with y'all, um I feel like shrooms are the same thing. You know, for me the first time I tried them like cuz I I used to have like pretty bad depression and the first time I tried them, I swear I haven't I haven't felt it like that since. Yeah. And it's and it's not something I consume on a regular basis. Or I'm just you know let me go t- take shrooms and go to a party or something like that. It's like no, this is medicine. And when I really really feel like I need it, I'll take it. But if I don't, I'm not gonna just consume it just to consume, you know. Yeah. But I would love. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I think it kind of goes back to like what we were talking about on the hike up here. And we were like kind of talking about how we're an enlightened generation. And I think that we're finally coming around to realizing these things actually have a purpose, you know. Um, And like with mushrooms, everybody's been abusing them for just to get a high out of it. But there's actually, you know, science that says it helps with depression and anxiety and all kinds of different things. So it's really cool that we're starting to get around to that and one other thing I was just going to say off of your point is how you were saying that you smoked it and you were just like afterwards you were done so I grew up super Christian so from my family like I've always viewed uh, marijuana as a drug always so like um, unlearning that going back to just unlearning things and realizing no it has like a purpose it's here for a reason um, has been totally changed. And I haven't smoked since then. And I, now I'm kind of like sitting here, I'm like, maybe I should smoke and just like <laughs> see what it's like, you know, like see what it does for me. I mean, I definitely will never like smoke every day, but like now that we're having this conversation, I'm like, Hey, you know, maybe. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> so ladies, now that we've talked about THC quite a bit, I would love to know what this book is about. You know, I, Candace kind of briefed me on it, but I would love if you could share with the listeners like what you guys are talking about within this book and what you're doing. Yeah, I'll give it to Candace. Okay. Thank you. Well, I wrote Strains for Astrology um, about a year and a half ago. And I was sitting on it because we all are brought up different. We have characteristics of our parents, of life, of our astrology sign. Me being, thank you, me being a Virgo, you being a Libra, her being an Aries. Um, 
essentially we are different. Essentially we are. Now, I kind of realized that going into writing strains for astrology and I wanted this to be a guide to say, hey, there are strains out there, original OG strains before the crossbreeds, before the GMO seeds that people need to actually see and see how they affect them. Let's let's take it back first. In order for us to understand something, we have to understand the origination of it. And so in my book, I labeled our like I'm a Virgo. So I I know my triggers. My trigger is we're extremely hard on ourselves. We're we're critical, extremely critical of self first. We look in the mirror first. We're the only sign of astrology that's a human, supposedly, so of the cosmos. So we're very serious. Um, We feel things deeper than a lot of individuals. Um, We we take things more personal. And we have a a sense of need to please. If we don't, then we don't feel whole. And with those characteristics, I realize that certain strains will send me down that spiral. So I had to take time for me to say, hey, Candace, what's making you feel like this? What strains is bringing this out? The strains is good for Libras is you guys like to stay in the sky. Everything's free. Nothing too serious, not too strenuous, (laughs) not too much pressure. Everything needs to be smooth. And you love the art of love. And so with that being said, I had to look at strains that brought me out of that mind frame that I normally would be in. And I had strains that brought you onto a mind frame to bring you back down to earth sometimes when you're too far up. So I switched it around and fire signs. Um, you're really easygoing. I would say you have a need to for structure. You have a need for structure. And a lot of times it's too much. A lot of times it's like, hey, not everything needs to be structured in a certain way. Um, fire. Once you're there, you're there. Um, fire science, fire can be destructive. It can light you and it can burn you. So earth can give you food or it can destroy your entire life. Air can suffocate you or it can give you life. So, you know, so we have to know where we fit in the circle. And I think that's what this whole book was about it for me. So I took the time within this year and four months to say, hey, call, ask about the strains, smoke a little bit. I'll probably say like 60% of those strains I've actually smoked. And and I felt it. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I it got, it got me out of my element. I had a trip on Scorpio. Their strains, I had a trip on those. I don't like I don't like those strains at all. Like it was not good for me. Your air sign strains had me too floaty, but it was cool. It was like, you know what? I can't do shit today because I really don't want to. Um the strains I picked for Aries, Sagittarius, um and Leos. Um they had me more on fire. More like, you know what? We're going to get this shit today. You know what I mean? Like and I'm a Virgo, so I'm more a business. So it's like business plus the fire. It was like, oh, there's no stopping me. <laughs> like, you're going to do this and we're going to sign this deal. <laughs> so I think it was really fun. It was This book was fun for me. And, um, and our second book that's coming out is teaching people how to actually grow in their homes and make a residual income from it. And that's something that Carrie can kind of pick up from there 
on because she's really good at the cannabis banking and the financial side she's that's your girl (laughs) yeah so um i started doing credit card processing for cannabis maybe like six months ago actually and it's been really interesting because uh it's not federally legal yet so um all these businesses or you know all these dispensaries had all this cash and no where to put it, you know, so people were literally like stuffing their mattresses and um, not able to put it in a bank. So it's been really like the business side of all this is really what got me into the cannabis industry at all because um, I had such a passion for how it all worked, not being federally legal at first, you know, and like now the laws change every 30 days easily. Like, it's such a wild west uh, that we're working in. But um, the credit card processing, like, when I heard one of my old bosses actually introduced me to it. um, And when I heard what he was doing, I was like, I have to be a part of that, you know? Like, it's such a huge relief for these businesses to be able to put their money in a bank, you know, and to accept credit cards. And um, I've just learned so much about it along the way so it's been a really uh cool journey it's someplace like I never ever thought I'd be in the cannabis industry and here I am like I had a meeting yesterday it's just like I'm like constantly surprised by the people I get to meet in this industry because they're doing huge things like they're changing the world you know anyone that's in this game right now is like we're making history so um and it's like now everybody's kind of like hesitant right now to get in the game you know and it's like right now is the time because in a few years from now it's going to be too late you know um I don't know it's just been really really cool to see the transition of it um as far as banking I mean I don't know what else you want to hear from me on that I mean because it could be kind of boring to listen to all the ins and outs of it so (laughs) no I mean I just think the industry as a whole is like so fascinating and I love the time that we're in I think it's just such a cool and exciting time to be in this part of the space you know I'm sure a lot of people are going to be looking forward to uh getting into that book and just how to like make some income off of it you know so I look forward to seeing what what you guys are bringing um where can we where can we find the book that's already out Right now, we're on Amazon, and it's Strange for Astrology on Amazon, um, and it's also on iBooks. Um, you can log on right now, and it's $20 on Amazon, and the same for iBooks. The um, Canaponics will be around the same range, which is $20 on both both prospects. And I'm looking forward to working with you as well. I, I remember when you gave me some seeds, <laughs> and... <laughs> No, he gave me some more seeds and actually, and someone, and it, they got lost basically. So, <laughs> so we have more seeds coming, you guys, right? <laughs> so, so I'm really interested in crossbreeding. Um, and I, I do want to piggyback off of what Carrie was saying about the banking side and the money side. I think my footsteps in this industry is that and this is not to be sexist this is not in any way shape or form that type of comment but it's a truthful comment 
Um, I feel like women in the cannabis industry are not, have not yet realized, or women in general have not yet realized their intake or their impact on cannabis. Plants are female, period. If a cannabis plant turns into a male, it kills the entire fleet. That is a known fact. (laughs) So with that being said, I feel like what other female to know another female? And I think I want to leave it like that. So if you're looking, if a, if you're looking to be in this industry and you're a, an amazing woman who has a green thumb or who even wants to try, I would suggest reaching out to us or even um, downloading the canaponics and starting your home. There are legal ways. It's not illegal. There are legal ways for you to go down to the city and get your uh, license for just growing a few um, that that help you with your depression or anxiety and they do grant you like 20 to 30 plants in your home so you're able to do this for like 200 or 300 dollars and the laws change like she said so I would just check with your city but I'm pretty sure that law has been consistent get a medical card to grow and start doing in your home and use fish because it's organic matter and you don't have to buy if you if you're struggling you don't have to buy the food fish creates poop and poop has nitrate in it and you need nitrate they they all grow in nitrate that's that's a normal growth for a plant so i really feel like this is the beginning of women single moms passive income um this is really important um because out of the trillions of dollars that the government made last year only 0.12% were women that's a very low amount that means basically 150 to and correct me on the math like maybe $200,000 of that went towards women so that's a very that's like that's that's nothing a trillion that's nothing like so I really want women who whoever watching this um single moms everybody please like do your do do your steps you know and then obviously if you're going to consume cannabis edibles or smoking wouldn't you rather grow your own organic cannabis (laughs) like wouldn't you rather like and if you know someone like say she's like hey girl do you have uh I don't grow but my my best friend grows and she has some we're always out of cannabis we're always out (laughs) like there's a tree you're going to smoke it and then it's gone you have to keep growing just like food you eat the salad and then you got to grow more salad to eat tomorrow. That's just the bottom line. So um, there's always a space for women in this in this industry. And please remember that they're female plants. So they're going to respond to you very well, actually. So, um, so yeah, I just wanted to kind of go back on that and encourage women to get into the growing. This, by far, has been so inspiring. Like, y'all don't even know. And... Um, Man, I hope I hope that more women do get into the industry because like y'all really gave a whole lot a whole lot of knowledge that just beyond what I my my surface level of marijuana was. Absolutely. Before we get out of here, I'm going to have you guys share your social media and how people can get in contact with you. But before we do that, I would love if you guys shared one piece of advice that you would give your younger self. Um, There's a lot of advice I'd give my younger self. 
Um, I think one thing would be to just not care what other people think at all. Um, because like at the end of the day, you know, we all die alone. This is so like morbid. (laughs) We all die alone. So like do what makes you happy and what other people think of you just doesn't matter. Um, and just like, don't stop working for like what you really want down inside and don't get distracted too. It's another thing I would tell myself. Never lose that fire. Never lose your fire. No matter what happens, um, things are going to happen in life. Just never lose that fire that you have. You have a light inside of you, and it was put here by a higher source, whether you want to call it Allah, God, um, Buddhist, <laughs> you know, which is a spiritual practice and not really. They believe in God as well. But there was something put inside of you when you were created, an energy, something. And I feel like that was your light and fire brings light that's the closest thing we have to a tangible thing to compare to what light is and so I tell my younger self all the time as I continue to tell myself as I always have when I was small never lose that fire I appreciate y'all so much um where can the people find you if they want to get in touch with you and please let them know again where they can find the book you can actually find us on, um, I had to look this way. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah. Um, you can find us on WeVibe. That's W as in woman, E as in egg, E as in egg, V as in Victor, I as in igloo, B as in boy, E as in egg, and underscore. So that's WeVibe underscore. And the book is Strains for Astrology on iTunes and Amazon. And then you can find me on Instagram, and it's just at Carrie Blackmore, C-A-R-R-I-E, and then B-L-A-C-K-M-O-R-E. I'm on Facebook as Carrie Blackmore. And then, um, yeah, that's where you'll find me. Thank you all so much for being on the show. Thank you guys for listening. This is Mike Brown, and this is The Art of Letting Go. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of The Art of Letting Go. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe on whatever streaming platform that it is you listen on. And if we aren't there, let us know and we'll try to get on there. What do you think of the show? Hit me up on all social media at The Art of Letting Go Podcast. You can send me an email at The Art of Letting Go Podcast at gmail.com or give me a call 213 394 2773 and if you would like to support the show we do have some really cool merch that's out check it out on teespring.com thank you for listening again this is the art of letting go